November 17th, 2020. This is the Sports Counterpoints Podcast. GB back once again. Uh, Coop and Brian on the lines. What's up, guys? What's going hey. on? All right. Man, it's always good to be back and talk sports with you. You know what I mean? What we do anyway in the thread, but we do it here for anyone who would like to join us and listen. We appreciate anybody who does so. So today's show, we're talking about, you know, what we like. We're talking about the NBA. Well, there You got some the draft coming up. It's a, it's a weird COVID year, right? But the draft's coming up, and then some trades have happened. You know, some teams trying to position themselves a little bit before the draft, get the picks right, and get the teams uh, kind of set up, cap space, et cetera. And then we'll talk about the NFL. Just check in, um, you know, all our t- see where all our teams are, um, and then, you know, kind of go from there. So starting with the NBA, um, actually, let's start with the trades and stuff because um, that will kind of lead into the draft, getting picks and whatnot. Um, I mean, you guys, you know, I know we talked about Drew Holiday and, you know, I know there's some speculation about Harden, et cetera. So kind of what are you guys thinking? What are you, um, you know, the Drew Holiday trade, is that the most significant one thus far? Like, you know, what do you guys think? We can talk about that one first. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I guess I'll start. Yeah. I, I like it for Milwaukee. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it leads them to a title, but it's definitely an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Uh, I think uh, New Orleans pretty much got hosed on that one. If you're talking about just pure talent, I just think Drew Holiday's a better player. Uh, and I think they got – didn't they get the guy from Sacramento too as well? Yeah, they traded for Bogdan. I think it did. Yeah, they drew uh, Bronjavic or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. they got him. Yeah. He's a decent Bogey. player as well. Yeah, and the the beneficiary of that is uh, it's not Giannis. It's actually Chris Middleton. So when he goes invisible, they can't really blame him because they'll have – you know they can't put all the blame on him because they have two other – capable players who are capable of uh scoring and uh and you know sharing the scoring low with uh with the Giannis. So I think um Milwaukee did pretty good uh as far as the terms of the trades and that I think that uh Giannis I just think it's just too hard for him to turn down a supermax uh with the with the Milwaukee. I mean it's just gonna be too much money to turn down. And I think that team is decent enough to at least make the yeah. Eastern Conference finals. Uh B what you think? So I agree that it was a good, I actually think it was a great trade for both sides. And here's why. So, you know, obviously the best player in that trade was Drew Holiday. Um, and getting Bogdan Bogdanovich is, is, is not a, a small thing, right? So right. he's a great player to put on the team. I do ultimately think he ends up coming off the bench. But adding Drew Holiday to that team, and when you look at um, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Drew Holiday, um, what Lopez – and um, another gentleman whose name is forgetting, um, I'm forgetting at the moment, you, you've got a really pretty solid team, right? So Eastern Conference Finals absolutely are possible. Uh, but you can't not think that it's a pretty nice haul for even for Drew Holiday. Three first-round picks, two swaps. Um, you know, they get a salary uh, in, um, uh, in the point guard that they got back. Um, but he's ultimately, my guess is he'll ultimately get packaged off at some point in time and they don't really don't care. I mean, they're going to, they're, they're hoping to get ball, but I don't think that's going to happen. It looks like he's going to Detroit. So they have a point guard that's going to be there while they draft a whole bunch of young guys to go with Zion with the idea that not that this year, but the following year, they're going to have a young team, um, they're going to have Zion hopefully developed and healthy. They're going to have money to bring in another free agent before Zion goes out of his rookie contract. 
and they, they can make some moves. So, you know, I think that it was actually a pretty good deal for the Pelicans. Um, but obviously the best player in the, in that trade was, was Drew Holiday. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the whole deal with, with the Sacramento Kings, um, look, that's a decent deal in they Ursan Ilya Sova is supposed to be pretty good. Um, you know, the other guy, they have talent. Have you seen him play? I, I, I've seen the numbers. <laughs> I don't like pay attention to them. Yeah. But oh, okay. look, that makes it tough. Whew. Yeah, no, but you know, you ever watched him play? That's all. No, not not really. I, I really no. don't uh, don't pay too much attention to to those folks. I just know that he, you know he's supposed to be pretty good. He's young talent, um, and like you said, make sure that the Sacramento Kings are still two years away, uh, <laughs> which is always the goal of any trade that they make. Um, I do agree that it, it, this should nail down Giannis signing the supermax and making his two hundred million. I thought there was a pretty good chance of that before when we were talking right. about this um, right. a long time ago. I just don't think you walk away from that much money. Yeah. Um, and it's you not can. like it's not like the difference between two hundred and one hundred and eighty million. It's like mm. one fifty six or something like that. Right. It's, it's pretty close to fifty million dollars. Right. Um, and uh, you know that's that's just not money you can walk away from. Um, and the extra years of security. I mean, you know, if he wants to try and force a trade, he can do it after he signs that deal. <laughs> right, um, right, exactly. Uh, exactly. But you know, just like uh, um, just like uh, uh, Harden's trying to do. So, anyways, I, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks got to a good place. I think they have a really solid team. Um, you know, obviously it'll be interesting to see what else happens in the East. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute the speculative trades with with for for Brooklyn. Um, you know, but the East is you know, trying to stack up. I mean, everyone kind of, what's funny is there are teams in the East who recognize that the East is significantly less competitive than the West. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to build teams. And as a result of those efforts, they're making the East stronger because yeah. at the end of this, this whole situation, you could have three teams in um, in uh, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee, and Philly, that are putting together, you know, whatever the closest thing they can put together to a, a super team, right? Three stars, in um, bringing somebody in for the two stars that are already there. You have Boston, who was already one of their best teams, and you have a Miami team that just outworks everybody, and a Toronto team that's really talented. Like all of a sudden, you actually have. <laughs> a somewhat competitive East, which we haven't had in a really long time. And it's all because they're like, Oh, if we just all group up in the East, we can get a nice, easy pass. And um, they're actually adding parity to the league while doing it by accident. Like everybody, everybody thought about it at the same time, which is awesome. And, and, and B, to your point, I hear you on the draft picks, man. But you know, I mean, you guys know my thoughts on NBA draft. Yeah, I know you. I, know. I just think that they're worthless. But here's the thing, and mainly, I mean, blame well, the Lakers for that, man. Because I've seen the Lakers build teams from getting other people's players, not through the draft. I've just seen yeah. it. For yeah, long. of course. And it's like, but I understand what you're saying and the fact that there are teams like mainly the teams that shouldn't be in the NBA, but you got the Kings, <laughs> the, the Pelicans, Dang, and the, the Thunder. Man, if it were up to you, there'd only be like eight teams in the NBA. No, 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 no. What you're trying to say is they're small market teams that they, can't they recruit. Picks. Right. Yeah. They right. can't recruit. They have they, to they get need them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They like New Orleans so is never going to get Zion to sign with them on a free agent world 
when there are New Yorks and right. you know oh, okay. and and Los Angeles or something. There. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I but get that's it. not get it on that point. Yeah, I, I you know I didn't think about that point. I was thinking I just thought draft picks and just immediately just dismissed it. I'm like, well, you New Orleans, you, you kind of need that. So you yeah, need I, that. I, yeah. But, but they're going to be in there. All those picks though are going to be in the low twenties. So you know you hope I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, but I got it. Yeah, and I get and you. and you and if you're and if you're Milwaukee. You when you have something like a Giannis, which is a once in a generation type talent, you have to do whatever it takes. Give up three picks, right. do whatever it can, because you're never going to get him to, someone to come oh, as a free yeah. agent, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and in the NBA, the team that gets the star always wins. The always trade. wins every, every time. Yeah. Every time. Yep. So I'm with you. <clears throat> but the, um, but who they got? They're getting picks, right? Or did they trade the picks? No, because Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the Pelicans. Playing. No, no, no. The Pelicans got uh, got three first round picks, two the opportunities to swap twice. Then Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. George Hill is in his last year of his contract. Almost assuredly, some playoff team will trade for him um, at okay. some point in time, and they'll they'll get they'll, you know they'll get a second back from that, right? And then they'll probably end up having to keep Eric Bledsoe's just a ginormous contract. For at least another two years before he could be traded for cap fodder. And while he's doing that, you know, he'll be the new point guard, knowing that they're going to lose ball and that'll play with, uh, with Giannis and, and uh, so not Giannis, uh, with uh, Zion and Eric Bledsoe and Zion are entertaining. If you're, if you're New Orleans, you're not necessarily trying to build a championship contender right now because it's just not in the cards for the next few years. But you do have a pretty entertaining team with Eric Bledsoe and Zion. But Eric Bledsoe, what about Lonzo? The ball's gone. That's what I'm telling you. Lonzo Ball got traded. No, he will be. He's a, he's a uh, free agent, a restricted free agent. He'll be in Detroit. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Oh, That's my okay. guess. Okay. That's, That's my guess. Lonzo to Zion. That's for the next ten years, right? <laughs> Not happening, bro. <laughs> Not happening. You know how I feel about See, him. I was thinking that because, like, right. how does this build for Milwaukee? Like, you're just pairing. You're not adding. Were they trying to make space to get a star? Like, why does Giannis stay? Because they have Drew Holiday, they have Lopez. I mean, they have a good team. Um, There's more help. Damn. A lot more help. Yeah. yeah. It's, a solid, it's a solid team on, on that. I think you need two stars, uh, though. When, you, when you're Giannis, you well, need guys I, I, who can help you. Think, you don't think Drew Holiday's a star? Uh, Drew Holiday, Holiday's a hooper. He balls. I mean, yeah. If, if you're listing out stars, star. if, if you're listing out top top players, you know he's definitely someone you want in, on the team. But you're like, you know, right. you know, he's not putting him up there with the, you know, we we say the stars, even Paul George. I know people clown, but the, you know, the cats like the bronze, the the ads. He's probably next tier if we want to say that, but not like pumping mad fear. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I they hope that he's a star. Too. They're paying him on average twenty five yeah. million dollars a year. And I want him on the Lakers. Don't get me twisted. Like I definitely want him on the yeah. Lakers last year. But um, I'm just like, damn. Like if I'm Giannis, I'm on like, oh, I mean, he could ball. That's the guy. But I'm like, okay, cool. Now we win in the championship. Look, no, this, they were wait. You gotta remember, this competing? is the same Milwaukee was the team that was the Vegas favorite last year with Eric Bledsoe at the point. Drew Holiday is definitely better than Eric Bledsoe, right? Yeah, right. right. So they just took the team that was the the prohibitive Vegas betting favorite all yeah, year. Yeah, they were the team That's that right. had the best record yeah. in the NBA, even though it was in the East. And then they added someone who is easily better than Eric Bledsoe yeah, it, by it, adding Drew Holiday. And yeah. and all they had to do was 
really all they gave up was draft picks, right? They gave up their future, but they, yeah. they're they all in on their presence. So they have a starting lineup of Chris Middleton, win. Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, um, Drew Brooke Lopez, and then probably um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, yeah, right? That's, that's, that's their starting lineup. Now. That's definitely not terrible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm with you. I don't think he's a star, but I definitely think he's an upgrade. Like, how, but like he'll probably be like a tier three player. Yeah, not tier two, not tier one, but tier three. So he can play, and especially in the East. I mean, that's pretty right. much probably all you need to help get out of the East. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's definitely an, up, an upgrade. To Brian's point, <clears> yeah, you guys bring it together cool. well on that because I'm like, uh, but now I get it. They were already close, so it's not like they were far off. So this might be right. they might yeah. not need it as much of a push as another team might need. So, okay, fair. Um, what about um, all right? So the Pelicans. And then... I, 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 I want to get the Brian. I want to if you mind, if you don't mind, GB. I yeah, want to yeah, get yeah, Brian's three of us. full opinion because we couldn't get it on text. I can get it on text, so I want to give it uh, his full opinion on the on the on the Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever his name oh, is, yeah, Oklahoma City Schroeder, to the Lakers. To the Lakers. Right, so so it hasn't happened yet. Okay. It has not happened yet. So I will just say the speculate the speculated trade of of Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. I'm not a fan of it. Right. That is not a knock on Dennis Schroeder to say that he's no good or that he won't be you know a good point guard or whatever. I don't see how he fits. He cannot shoot the three. He is not a shooter. He is a slasher. He is, and he's not a passer. He only <laughs> he averages four assists and one point nine three pointers a game, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting <clears throat> at his best something like thirty per thirty three percent, and at his worst something like nineteen percent earlier in his career. Like he's not a shooter. And so when you take right. a team that has AD and LeBron. And you add somebody who plays a similar. Let's try to get to the basket, get fouls, get and 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 you know he's a playmaker. He's and he's a very good point guard. He, he plays, you know, he played well alongside of a real point guard and Chris mm-hmm. Paul. Um, I just don't think that he was the piece that we need. Now, look, if you tell me that the Lakers also have a wink wink deal with JJ Redick, and we're going to be able to add these shooters, you know, but all I know of right now is that we're trying to add Wes- Wesley Matthews. I'd like that's literally the only oh. thing that I've heard is that we're trying to add Wesley Matthews yeah. to to uh, and, and we know we're going to lose Rondo, right? right? Which is I think disappointing. It looks like they're still trying to find a way to keep uh, Dwight. Um, we know we're we, we're going to lose uh, Bradley. It looks like. Right. Um, I don't know why he's going to. He thinks he's I don't think get they more want him. elsewhere. I don't think they even want I don't think they yeah, I, no, right. I don't think LA wants him, but right. I don't know why Bradley thinks he's going to get more money elsewhere. You know, he must okay. know something we all don't know. Um, you know, so there you know, the, the cupboard is kind of empty for the Lakers right now. And if you look at that team um with what they actually have signed and you add Dennis Schroeder, they're short. They're not, I mean, not short as in height, short as in like right. they don't got a lot <laughs> going on for them. I mean, the only people they have under contract, right, are LeBron James, Danny Green, uh, and Avery Brady and Javel McGee have options. Kyle Kuzma, Quinn Cook, Alex Crusoe, and Talon uh, Horton Th- uh, Tucker. And while Talon Horton Tucker showed some some you know moxie, he's not who you want starting on a championship right. team. So your real players are LeBron James. Hopefully, we sign AD. We're going to trade Danny Green for something. Avery Bradley's gone. JaVale McGee is likely gone, but I think there's a possibility they can f- that he might come back. Kyle Kuzma, it looks like they decided to keep him. 
Quinn Cook, who cares? Alec Caruso, we got it a swan song, and we'll enjoy that for one more year before we have to pay him too much. And Talon Horton Tucker. Like, we need help. Like, this is not the championship team. So, anyways. Sorry to Quinn Cook. Go ahead. Now, is Dennis Schroeder better than Danny Green? Yes. Like, duh. Okay. Okay. So, GB, before I get get your opinion, GB, I'm going to tell you, Brian, your assessment of Schroeder as a talent, spot on. I think the way he fits in, though, I disagree because – he is going to be. He averaged 19 points a game last year. Yeah, 19. And he points. was pretty right. He was pretty consistent in scoring game in, game out, and that's something the Lakers didn't have mm. except with AD and LeBron. I just don't think LeBron is mm. going to just be playing a lot of minutes, to, especially to start the season next season. I just don't see it happening. And Schroeder is going to be that guy that Kuzma should have been off the bench to provide that scoring because we saw what happened when LeBron left the game and the bench came in. And sometimes when LeBron and 80 were were in the game, it just was bad. And I think that Schroeder provides that scoring ability. And I think that's going to be his role on the team. So when LeBron or whoever's out the game, we don't take a a, step back in scoring too much. That's why I think they got him. And also, no, they went after him because they felt they were going to lose uh, Rondo as well. So that's another reason why they went after him. But as far as his ability and not being three portion and all that, yeah, he's all about buckets. He's like, a, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's funny that? though? You I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Yeah. We're getting a point guard who averages four assists mm-hmm. and, and 19 points a game. When the op, the other player that they've been talking about, DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. who we all know is a flat out gunner, right? We could all say that he's just, right. he's a gunner. Yeah, you know he also averages five point five assists and and, and five steals. Uh, sorry, uh, five rebounds and twenty two points. So at every category that we're, that we're getting out of Schroeder, DeRozan's better, and he's not playing a point guard spot. So you can kind of forgive that he's not a bigger point guard. But he he he's averaged six points the year before, five points. Uh, sorry, five assists uh, this past year, six the year before. Um, on on his on his career, he's at four and a half. Mm. I, I just if if Schroeder is the what we get instead of DeRozan, you know, and that's just, that's a lot of speculation there. I think we didn't get what we should have got out of it, right? Yeah, we De, we could, DeRozan is going to be a hard get though, and plus he makes twenty five. Does he make about twenty five, twenty eight million a year or two? DeRozan, he signed that fat deal, and they traded him. Um, and San Antonio, San Antonio, I believe, re-upped on him or whatever. So, so yeah, that's going to be a hard get. I, I, I want DeRozan as well because he'll fit good as a third guy as long as he's not a one or two. But I'm not sure how realistic that is, though. I don't. But we'll see. So, yeah. and he, But he's also on the last year of his deal. So he's got some. Oh, that I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. This is the last year of his of his big deal that he signed in Toronto. That's not bad. Right? He signed the. He signed the big deal in Toronto, and this is the last year of that deal. Hey, check this out. Did y'all know that uh, Draymond Green's uh, four-year, $100 million extension kicks in this next year? He's about to get paid $25 million a year for about <laughs> five points a game. <laughs> That's great for him. Kicks in this year. He's the play. heart and soul of that team, just as right, any goal. That's all he can bring because they won't true. bring scoring. Yeah, that true. defense is going to go down every year. Dang. Yeah. He could end up right. being one of those cap casualties, too, in a couple years. GB, did you have any thoughts on uh, the Schroeder and Lakers yeah. uh, possible trades? Um, all I, 
I like what you guys said. And you guys kind of were, they play <coughs> off each other. Like Brian was kind of talking about him playing on the court with AD and Braun. It makes sense because the type of, unless he's, he has that in his game, right? And he can dish and kind of just fit in, right? But as the scorer, it makes more sense for him not to play with them. Like Coop said, come off the bench, um, potentially, right? I don't know who's going to start. We'll see. But if he's, if you're with that sixth group, you know, or that second group, then that's true. Cause we did lose scoring every time. Cause it was like KCP and, they were hitting or they weren't. You know, you're, you're relying on a Caruso, um, Kuzma. I mean, I like them, but he, yeah, they there's a lot of talent. You know? Sorry, go ahead. I know no, 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 no. Go ahead. you're finished. No, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a lot of talent in the free agent market that, you know, is possible to get, but I just don't know how many folks the Lakers are going to actually be able to get, right? Like, you know, there are, there's Serge Ibaka has been talked about. Gasol has been talked about. Um, you know, those are good folks. Uh, but there's just not a whole lot of point guard talent out there. I'm looking at right now the, the free agent point guards. I'm looking at the list. It's like it's Jeff Teague, Goran Dragic, uh, which would I don't think is an option, but uh, Brandon Knight, Jordan Clarkson. Wouldn't He's that still be in funny? the league? Brandon Knight? Oh, damn. Okay, go ahead. From Kentucky, yeah. go ahead. Uh, Della Dova. Um, DJ Augustin, which has always DJ Augustin has been rumored to go to the Lakers like twelve times. Um, who else? Uh, Chris Dunn. You're getting the point, right? Like, yeah. you know, finding that point guard. Obviously, Rondo. Um, finding that point guard who's going to be able to be part of a championship team is tough, and it doesn't matter how great people are. You need a point guard. Yeah, you need a point guard. Yeah, definitely. Kobe had LeBron, but he, we still um, needed a true point guard, and that's it. where Rondo came through. So yeah, I feel yeah, you on that, man. And it was great when yep. he was in the finals. We needed him. What about isn't uh, Dennis Schroeder kind of like? Wasn't he kind of one of them? Like, I don't want to put him in that. Uh, how do I say this? Like an agitator, combo guard, way. like kind of an agitator though, like a guy on the court that kind of you know talks trash yeah. and like gets under full skins kind of guys. Was he? Is he? Is that too, or am I just tripping based off? Things. I don't think so. I thought I, he was. I, I thought of. I've always thought, and this could be dead wrong. Right. I've always thought of him as a kind of a, a good teammate. I mean, Chris Paul is quick to complain about other teammates, yeah. uh, and and he seemed to really like the kid. Yeah, I, I didn't kind of hear that either. I just I looked at him as just a a uh, like a, a poor man's Lou Williams because I just always see him shoot. You know, it's funny. You know, I actually. never, really, I never really see him pass too much. It's always right. he on, he's on the court. He's he's trying to get buckets and go to the bucket and get buckets. That's what I always looked at him. Got it. It's funny because we actually had Lou Williams. That's what's hilarious. We didn't we didn't even need the poor man's Lou Williams. We actually had Lou Williams. Right. <laughs> we actually had Lou Williams twice. Right. By the way, twice. we drafted him, then gave him away, then brought him back, then gave him away again. We drafted Lou Williams. Yes. Oh damn. Oh damn. I didn't know. That. I thought the Hawks or somebody did. Okay. That's where you end up playing early. Okay. Got it. Yeah, no, that's um I don't know. We'll see. I think even last year, like looking at the team, I was like the the Lakers are cool because of A D and Braun. We'll see what they do and they put a run together in crazy uh, circumstances. So I mean, I guess anything's possible. You know what I mean? I'm interested to see because Curry's gonna be coming back and Clay and it just things will shake up. So it'll be it'll be fun to see. And they're talking about basketball like isn't it like next month or something? December, yeah. They start, time, they start camps on, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's December. They have to be back in their home city 
um, by the 30th to start testing and uh, quarantining. So they're going to bubble the teams again? Like they're not bubbling the, the games, but they have to be in their city for quarantining and testing before before they start playing, right? So they have to go through the test, and then they go into uh, their camp, but they're not locked in a hotel or anything like that. They, they're going to be local. There won't be any anyone in the stadiums in L.A. Um, not every um, league, not every uh, uh, city is committed to that yet, though. Yeah, so it's going to be the NFL to a degree because they're traveling and moving yep. around. And, yeah, until, I don't know, this whole thing is kind of wild. Um, Self-correction, Lou Williams was, dra- was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers, 76ers right? and uh, played there to begin before. I think he was like part of a, a little swap deal that brought him to Lakers for like a split second and then went to Atlanta. Got it. So, yeah. And then came back later. Oh, okay. two, two things about that. One, I, he was Iverson's rookie. I remember that. Two, him being in Atlanta made so much more sense with the Magic City Wings just now. <laughs> so That's much more sense. From LA. Yeah. Damn. Word up. That's right. All right. Word. So, uh, what about the draft? I don't know none of the young boys, man. I get is is uh, what's his name? Ball's actually in this draft too. I ain't even paying. Mm-hmm. No yeah. So Ball is is depending on whose mock draft you look at um, ball is either going to go one or like seventh. Like it's, it's that crazy at the top of the draft. Right. So I personally can't see how Minnesota with um, cat and D'Angelo Russell um, bring in ball. Like I, you might as well just, bring everybody to the counseling office right now. Um, and I don't see how they can pass up on Anthony Edwards, who is just a remarkable talent um, plays a position. They actually need, if you're going to, if you're going to have Russell play point instead of shooting guard, which is, you know, his more natural position, um, then you need a shooting guard. Anthony Edwards is by far the best one on the board. I think you do that, but there are a lot of people who really think, that uh, ball is going to uh, go go number one. I don't know. You know, do you all have any any sense of that? I'll tell you who's going number two though. James Weissman is absolutely going number two to Golden State, and I'm going to love to see it because he is he's the the one guy in the draft who is both talented enough and plays the position the right position the the way right way for the Warriors. I mean, if you're a Warriors fan, they get Weissman tomorrow. You should be legitimately excited about the possibilities there. Yeah. I know nothing about these people. Yeah. Nothing at all. <laughs> Same, bro. So Weissman, Weissman just, just, just for all the folks, because he, he's got a little bit of an interesting story. He went to he, Memphis, right? He, he, grew, he, well, he grew up in Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he, – the, so um, Anthony Hardaway started coaching a high school and paid for – him to go to the high school that he was playing at, right? Weissman to go to the school. So then Anthony Hardaway became the coach at Memphis and Weissman went there. And then a couple weeks into the season, they decided that because Anthony Hardaway had given him money, however you want to look at it, that he was not allowed to play college ball for Anthony Hardaway, right? And so they suspended him for a period of time. And then they said he could come back later in the season James Weissman had a couple of, of amazing games uh, early in the season and then basically decided he wasn't going to come back and just go in and, and work on being getting ready for the draft. 
So he had this kind of whole interesting story with Memphis and, and all that. But I mean, the, he is seven one, right? Like 235, 240. He can jump through the roof. He's very talented. He loves to run the court. And he's got a little bit of a baby game, uh, a baby jumper game. Like if there's a guy who can play the type of offense that Golden State wants to play, it's a guy like James Weissman. Unlike uh, Obi Toppin, who is supremely talented, but a different type of player. So that's a great, like that's to me, that's almost what might happen to the Niners too. Like injuries and you get a high draft pick and come back reloaded. You know, if that guy can, can mesh. That could be good for the Warriors because you still have them boys. And then the league forgets quick. You get hurt for a season. Fools forget about Kyrie and KD. Like, that's ugly. Um, if, they're, yeah, if they can get that. Yeah. No, that's it. No, I'm just saying that just these ideas of, you know, these guys coming back off major injuries because we it's easy to forget. You watch the season. You know, I wasn't thinking about Clay and Curry. I wasn't thinking about Kyrie like that. Then fools can hoop. So it'll be interesting to see them. And then if, if Harden does go there, Harden had a funny post on Instagram where he posts that body armor water that they, they are a part of, and he just took the, the top of it off and just set it to the side. And so for anyone who's not up on the slang like cap or cap in his lion, so no cap means, you know, you know they're, um, if you're saying something's cap, that means they're lying. If it's no cap, you're telling the truth, right? So him taking that off and just putting it to the side kind of made me think all these rumors about him turning down this big deal, et cetera, is cap. It's lies. He's saying like they don't know what they're talking about. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Is he really trying to force them out and make this trade, or is there, you know, how you always kind of find out about this stuff years later? Sometimes, yeah, you find about turmoil yeah. on the teams. I or, just don't think that the math works on that trade. Don't they have a bunch of young have, guys with no, you know, what I'm saying besides the big guys? They have a ton of of really talented players that they could trade, but they would literally be giving up the whole team. And I'm not just talking about cap space math. I'm talking about basketball math. How many basketballs oh, you need to put right. on a court to, sell, right. to satisfy Katie, Kyrie, and Harden? That's I why mean, I want to see it. That's why I want to see it. Man. So you take you take the game's biggest <clears throat> ball hog, whether that's a a a, 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 a badge of honor or um, you know just a, a thing, right? He's he's the game's biggest ball hog, and you had him play with the second biggest ball hog in 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 Westbrook, but. You're going to trade him to a place with the third biggest ball hog with KD as well in Kyrie and KD. Kyrie's going to take shots, you just, yes. You just, you know, who's going to be out? It, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't well, work. I wonder well, here's quick, my thing. Hey, cool, real quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead All these go guys ahead. have played on all-star teams and played fine, so I'm interested to see. There's only one ball there, but we'll see what Everybody's happens. okay with scoring 12 points in an all-star yeah. game. It's Everyone all-star wants to score yeah. 30 Right, uh, and in in a real game where it's about making money and, it, and everything. it's like it's like the Olympics, man. They can do a three week yeah. summer vacation, but if it was six weeks, they would all get tired of each other and hate each other. They can all do know. two three weeks in the Olympics, but here's Carmelo the was the the best defensive player and the and the and a big uh, passer in the right. Olympics, right? Right, and he will not <laughs> AI. do that in the regular season. Not happening. I think we'll see. I'm not to see. Cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But the, no, no, no. You're good. The thing is though. I don't think the problem is Harden and Durant. I don't think that's a problem. The problem no. is going to be Harden and Kyrie. That's Absolutely. why I want that trade to happen. But here's the I also thought about this, though. Kyrie is known to get hurt. So it can be end up being Harden and Durant anyway. Because Kyrie's oh, always so getting hurt. Again. And he, you know, just, you know, it could happen. But the thing is, I want it to happen because, like I said, last second, because the way Harden plays, it, it's, there's no ball movement. 
So I don't know how all these other guys are going to get shots. And Nobody. also in the playoffs, in the playoffs, you say like you play against a team like Milwaukee, you're going to actually have to play some defense to actually stop them now because they have other people besides Giannis and Milton. They got, you know, they got other guys. Who's going to do that? Kyrie has never shown to be committed on D. You can score on him, but he'll score 30 on you, but you can score on him. Harden's the same way. Durant will play defense, but the thing is, why would he keep playing defense and everybody else keep getting scored on? You know, I don't I don't know how I don't I don't see it being a championship, but I want it to happen. I really do. I'm and you I'm have right. to it's you got one ball. Yeah. You have to imagine that a lot of these other big cap players, uh, the answer to your question on who's gonna play defense is DeAndre Jordan. But I don't know how they get around not I mean, they're gonna have to trade Karis Levert, Tareen Prince, huh. and Spencer Dinwiddie. But in order to get him there to play with DeAndre Jordan, Wait, Kyrie, don't Jordan make and like Durant. fifteen million? Don't he make 10. like fifteen? He makes oh, 10. ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you, but that's why I'm saying you have to give up Karis LeVert, Tareen Prince, Dinwiddie, and then you have to give up picks to get them, um, and whoever else they want. And, and so now your your team is Nicholas Claxton, <laughs> Radions Kurix, Timothy Luan Luwawu. Karbarat. I'm not. Tr- I'm honestly trying to make an effort to say these names. Dzanin Musa. Oh, dead serious. And Jared Allen. That's the people who will be left on that team mm-hmm. if if that trade goes through. They could. All I, be- I've, I've never been a DeAndre Jordan guy. I just think his defense and offense has always been overrated. But uh, but he's Katie's best friend, and that's why he's there. Every, yeah, you, yeah, every player you just yeah. mentioned could be created on NBA 2K, and I wouldn't be surprised because I didn't know a one. <laughs> You, they could be fake. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Word. All right. So, um, okay. So that's where the Nets are at. Y'all got any other things before we kind of let's switch to the NFL? I'm good. Unless you. I think that's deep. it. All right. No, okay. I think that's it. The only thing, I, actually, the only thing I was going to say was that the ball situation will be very interesting tomorrow. There are those who are saying that he is uh, tanking interviews and stuff because he only wants to play in New York or Detroit. The only reason he wants to play in Detroit is because um, Gores uh, has there's this rumor that Gores has told him that if he gets his brother, he That's would the uh, they get the brothers together and play him there. Oh, some believe yeah. that could happen in New York, too. But, yeah, um, yeah there, there's there's some there's some thought that Gores because he's connected to L.A. and, and, the, and knew him from back when he was here has said, hey, if you come, uh, if we end up with with. Uh, Lonzo and uh, Lamelo, then you know we would be good. That's a uh, oh, Tom, Tom Gores owner, or is it? Alec? Yeah, Tom Gores. Oh, yeah, Alec Tom Gores is the yeah, Alec is my old boss. Uh, Tom is the the guy who owns the team. But there's been some talk about him tanking, and then he comes out today and says, you know, I built for being the number one draft pick and stuff like that. So you just don't know. But um, it'll be interesting because I don't think. I don't think he falls one or two slots. Like I don't, he's not going to end up in Charlotte, right? He's not like he's going to go from one to three. I think if he goes and he falls out of the one spot, I think he goes down, you know, possibly as far as, I mean, Chicago maybe, but I don't know if they want the headache. I think Cleveland absolutely wants Obi Toppin. Um, You could maybe see Atlanta and then you have uh, Detroit. ATL would be fun. If he does go that high, then um, LeVar Ball, I mean, he does kind of have to get some credit, don't he? Um, sure. If he gets I mean, look, they're all going to – that family is going to have made 
a hundred million dollars right. off of Lavar's mouth. Right. Um, exactly. And and some rather talented kids. Yeah. Um, uh, and so you know you, you can't. I hope nobody else ever does it again. But yeah, you, you can't you can't not say that you didn't have something to do. He could be one and done. Right. Yeah. No, that's real. That's interesting. All right. Uh, can't so, knock the hustle. No, nah, you can't. Bro. That's his hustle. Nah, you can't. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying. So you know what's crazy? R.J. Hampton was considered the best player in oh, basketball, yeah. I forgot about and he's now projected in the mid-teens, mid to late teens, yep. as a as a player. And he went to Australia as well and played equally as well. So going back to your Lavar point, like the ball name is what's got Lamelo yep. up there in that conversation because yep. R.J. Hampton is supposed to be an outstanding basketball player. Yep. I have not personally watched many anything outside of his his highlight reels, and he's projected oddly enough to New Orleans at thirteen. Ooh. Yeah, Lavar got Lonzo overdrafted, yeah. way overdrafted. Way so yeah. We shouldn't have been, yep. and got him on the Lakers. We wanted to get in the building yep. in Los Angeles. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yep. Um, word up. So NBA switching to the NFL. Um, shoot, we're halfway through the season, right? We're eight, nine games in. Um, and so, I mean, do you guys have anything? You know, we kind of just bounce around. Anything that's standing out? Any you know, interesting teams, performances, plays, like anything? Well, Coop, I want you to talk about the 49ers first. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right, so look here, man. I'm first of all, we played what New Orleans this past week. Yep. Um, uh, our quarterback Nick Mullins, our backup Nick Mullins, is in the Marcus Mariota category. I refuse to watch him. I already know what he is. He's not a starter in this league. I can't watch. I'm not sure how many points he scored. 10, 13. Uh, I just know they lost and didn't cover the spread. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, he's played the 49ers right now. You know, it all starts right. Okay, so we we have injuries. I mean, that's fine. But what I'm more concerned about is Jimmy Garoppolo um, being inconsistent and always being hurt. You know, the one thing I've always loved about LeBron is that he, you know, besides oh, yeah. that one season, he's always he's like he's not hurt. Yeah, and in football, I understand it's a violent that. sport. But when you have Jared Goff, who's, you know, pretty much not hurt. Russell Wilson, who's never missed a start. And you got Kyla Murray, who runs around, but he still gets doesn't get hurt. You're in a tough division. You're going to need a quarterback who does not get hurt. Now, Kyle Shanahan said today, because it was speculation that, you know, Garoppolo might not be back next year. And if he isn't, you really can't fault the 49ers for that. But the only thing I was thinking in my mind, if you get rid of him, who are you going to get? Because I don't think Sam Darnold's going to be the answer. So, and we're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. And I think Justin Fields is kind of overrated. And I don't think Shanahan really likes him anyway. Now they're talking about this guy from BYU. And if you want to get the quarterback from BYU, that's fine. But he's not going to be ready to come in and start no. his rookie year on a team that can possibly complete for a super, compete for a Super Bowl next year if they get, you know, their I guess their better right, players right, back yeah. next year. So you're kind of going to have to go with a veteran. Um, Garoppolo isn't owed any money, so they can cut him any time and not have to pay him. But it looks like they're going to bring him back one more season. I'm kind of getting iffy on Garoppolo right now because, like I said, he's inconsistent. He hasn't developed a deep ball yet. He can throw the ball deep. It's just not to our receiver. It's either to the ground or maybe to another team. So uh, I, uh, you know, starting to get questions. I I, I don't know what's going to happen now. Will we get a higher draft pick, Glenn? Yes. Will we get a higher draft pick because of all these injuries that we've had? Like we had $80 million of of cap space on the IR, you know, a couple past games. We're down to fourth and fifth string running backs. I'm not saying this for pity or whatever. I mean, it's just how the game goes. You're not getting it. But who – 
What's that? You're not getting none. Carry on. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, you know, <laughs> you know, when you sign in, when you sign in, like in the Miami game, I was in Atlanta at the time watching the Miami game and they got this guy who they just signed, you know, from off the street, went to the practice squad, then straight start. And he gets burnt for two or three touchdowns, like right away, Ooh. a perfect passer rate. So that's the kind of season that we're, that we're having. It's just, I kind of just want the season just to, just to end for us. And then we just have to get the next season and hope that the guys we, you know, we get back next year, come back uh, healthy. But the key to our team, as you guys know, is use the quarterback position and, uh, you know, Garoppolo. I mean, I just don't know. I'm, I'm up in the air on him right now. I really am. This guy's always getting hurt. And that's a problem. You can't have your quarterback always getting hurt. And like I said, the inconsistency is starting to bug me. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see about next year. I feel, this season, it was done. Yeah. That's I crazy. feel like you just repeated my preseason thoughts about San Francisco and Garoppolo about his consistency and injury uh, issues. And, you know, when we were talking about that before the season, I'm just saying. Um, but the one thing that the other thing that I said, um, and I actually think that this is more of a problem than Garoppolo right now. And that is the NFC West is really freaking good. Yeah. I mean, so the yeah, 49ers are. are injured and they're four and six, right? They're dead last. But you got three other teams that are all six and three and all playing um Good football most of the time. Like yes. the Seahawks are the bad team, and they've lost two in a row, and they're six and three, and they've got the best quarterback playing right now. Right, you right. know, MVP season, and that's in in um, the Seattle Seahawks. You got the Rams, who I heard this is a perfect description. They can beat any team and lose to any team on any yeah. given night. Like <laughs> yeah. that's just the way they are. And the right. Arizona Cardinals, who with their trade to, for DeAndre Hopkins look very, very good. When you're Man. making the, these running backs that they're, you know, Kenyon Drake is not that that great, right? But you have to worry about uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins so much that he gets room. So I don't know. I think the problem that they have, even when they come back healthy, is the competitive level yeah, of the, the division. And it's young. I, think, I think our roster is much is significantly better than Seattle. I don't think Seattle has a yeah, good roster when they're at all. all. There, and, yeah. and, and Russell Wilson is starting to throw starting to throw interceptions, you know, about a couple of games now. He hasn't so, so much. Yeah, I, he can only do so much with Seattle. I just don't think Seattle's roster is that good. We always beat the Rams. We beat them earlier today. On, this, I mean, not earlier today, but earlier this year on Sunday Night Football. I don't think the Rams are a oh, problem. Yeah, that's true. Arizona. Uh, to me, has found out something schematically that they can exploit against us, and it doesn't matter who we have on the field. Well, the first time we played them, our starting wide receivers wasn't there, but they still did the same things they did last year when we yeah, barely beat them beat both games. Yep. And yep. I don't think our defensive coordinator yep. has figured out how to beat them, and I'm not sure if Kyle uh, – yeah, I don't think our defensive coordinator has figured out how to beat them because schematically – I think they 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 have our number. It's just one of them teams that just has our number where the game is always going to be close, and they just happen. If Garoppolo would have completed that pass at the end of the game, we would have won in the end zone, but he shorted it, and we end up losing. But Arizona is Ooh, going to be a problem close. for us, yeah. Uh, in you know in in the division, and um, so you know I, I think we can we can definitely complete and win our division. But it's just like when you have all these injuries, I mean nobody's going to take it easy on us in our division. So it's nope. just it's just going to be a bad year. So everybody's kind of just whooping up on us, which I get. Uh, but I, I think you know if everybody comes back next year, you know we'll we'll, we'll be okay. But it all depends on Garoppolo because Seattle talk, I think is done. Now let's talk about the NFC North. Oh yeah, you know you you knew I was going. So who did you pick? 
Get first hey, place. It was the Lions, so, wasn't it? I'm gonna I'm tell you why. No, no, Wait, you go. Uh, no, you do. You do your thing, and I'll tell you why. Go no, ahead. I was just. It was a simple question. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> look. You I'll know, I've been teasing you nonstop about these right. Detroit Lions. Right. Um, you know, back where they belong in the in the in the in the bottom of the uh, the the division. Um, and then you know the Vikings have beat the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears in back-to-back weeks. Um, they have four horrible teams coming up, um, so there's a good possibility that they could win five or six games in a row. Uh, not saying again, it's because those teams are horrible, not because the the Vikings are 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 playing great, but they're playing better. Um, and there might be some expanded playoffs, you know. So the Vikings uh, might actually get there. I think the Chicago Bears. Who were the were winning early are going to go back. I I think that we're going to have a division that's very similar to what I thought it was going to be for all different reasons, right? I didn't think that this was the season that the Vikings would have. Um, I thought the Green Bay Packers would be pretty good. I thought the Bears and Lions would suck. All things are becoming right in the world um, as time goes on. But uh, I'm I am curious to hear your thoughts on that because you had some very strong opinions, not just about the Lions. Right. Um, but about that so, division as a whole. Right. So, the number one, yes, I did have the Lions. Uh, I figured their schedule set up for them pretty good. And I figured if there was any year that they would kind of break through and make a playoff, because it's, I think, seven teams make the playoffs, I thought it would be this season. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, Matt Patricia <laughs> needs to be fired. unless. And uh, But here's the thing. Unless Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan and takes that Detroit job, I will get rid of Matt Stafford because it's just not working. Uh, with the whole Matt Stafford, you can talk about Matt Stafford all you want. <laughs> I agree want. with that. How, how tell you, it's, it's just time to move on, but it's also time yeah. to move on for Patricia because from what I, I hear, you know, from what I read, I don't even think the players really even like him. I know the players that leave, no, you know, bad mouth him. And, you know, I just, I just don't think he's very well liked. I think he's one of those people who try to come in, talking about he's from, you know, like Charlie Weiss, you know, all those guys be, um, I'm with the Patriots and this is how we yeah. do it and they haven't accomplished anything. You know, the total opposite of probably what the coach in Miami did. You know what I mean? He probably just came in humble and like, hey, guys, I'm just trying to win and get some players. You know, Patricia came in probably stomping his, you know, whatever. So he needs to go. Um, The Bears, I thought they would come in last place, which is why I didn't think Detroit would. Because, you know, they didn't have a quarterback, in my opinion, Foles or Trubisky. They still might. Uh, Yeah, as I was going to say, they still might. Yeah, there are they're five and five. Detroit's only four and five. And you you give you give Detroit one more game and they're even. (laughs) But Chicago is a have you guys watched the Chicago game? They are a hard watch. That is a hard team to watch. One hundred and fifty yards of total offense against the Vikings this week. And we and and that is not to say that the Vikings defense is great because it is not. We know this. Uh, but 150 yeah. yards of total offense. Yeah, they're, 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 they're bad, man. And, and the thing is, um, you know, I, I really think I think I figured out Nick Foles, but I still would like a documentary. And I like and a, a psychologist and a scientist to be on there because this guy <laughs> won the Super Bowl with Philly. No, seriously, he won the Super Bowl with Philly. And my theory on it is, is that when the bar is set low and he doesn't has he doesn't have expectations, he does well. Remember, he came in that game and threw like three touchdowns yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, there was no expectations. But then when he's your full time starter and you have expectation expectations, he's terrible. And that's how he was, you know, with the Rams and now with the Bears. I mean, he's, he's just not that good. Hmm. So, yeah, you're right. They still might come in last. Now, the Vikings, I think I had them come in third to last only because the, I think they just lost so many veteran guys defense. on defense. And I just yeah. think it's just hard. You know to overcome that, and that's why I had them coming in third. And the the fact I didn't, I don't think Green Bay is a great team. I thought they probably could have been if they had drafted better, but I, I just think they drafted that's guys that just doesn't teams. help them win. 
So they're pretty much going with the same guys. And if they're going with the same guys, then, you know, I think they're going to win a division. So that's why I had them winning. But, I, so I but yeah. Packers, yeah, I think the Packers are talented. I actually think the Bears are really talented. I, I honestly think that yeah. Nagy, whatever his name is, <laughs> is just awful. And I've been saying it since he screwed he screwed over Howard. I mean, everything that that guy touches, he he doesn't know how to run an offense. Again, 150 yards of offense against a Vikings defense that's still trying to find itself. And that was after he gave up the play calling. So they had the advantage of us having no film on them, and they still couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, And we spotted them seven points by giving them a, 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 the kickoff return for a touchdown. Right. Um, anyways, but I do think that they have some talent on that team. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that quarterback. I agree with you there. And I think that they're going to need to clean house. They're they're, they're going to be that team that's always going to be. I, I I think they'll come in third, right? So, um, and uh, but I, I they're always going to be talented, and there's always going to be some reason why next year will be better. You know, this time it'll be oh well, Foles got hurt or whatever it is. Um, but uh, but anyways, the one thing I do want to mention is, is this is kind of the moment of, of a little bit of pride for the for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got so much talent in the skill players on offense. So Thielen, we all know what he is, right? I mean, the guy just plays well, got great great hands, takes big hits, does what he needs to do to win. Dalvin Cook, and I thought this, Insane. go back and remember if we're talking about, is, yeah, I thought he was the best running back when there was the whole conversation was who's better, Cook or Hunt, and then Cook got hurt that year when he was just tearing it up and Hunt played the whole season and was awesome. I said Cook is better. Yep. And then he's gotten hurt a couple more times. Cook is a phenomenal running back. He can play between the tackles. And you let him get outside and it's a wrap. Um he can he can catch the ball and play. You know, he's not he's not a he's not a McCaffrey type of guy out of the backfield, you know, where he catches everything, but he can well, do wait. everything. And there then was a conversation but who was better between him and Kareem Hunt? Cuz that's not Oh yeah, cuz Hunt No, Hunt was the Hunt was back. Look at the look at their rookie year, and it was it was Cook and Hunt, and Cook was doing better, and then he got hurt, and Hunt just kept on having a miraculous season. Everyone's like, "Oh, Hunt's better. You can catch on the backfield, and and Cook can't. He's more of a strander running back." And I was oh, wow. I was huh. a lot of people. I was they're, they're, they they told me I had purple blinders on because I was saying I'm watching these two guys play. Cook is a really great running back. And they're like, yeah, 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 purple blinders. Um. And they might say it again, but as folks who have listened to our preseason show, I was all in on Justin Jefferson at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and 121 yards last night, and he looked great doing it. I mean, just he his route running was just yeah, nice. he was putting well, people on their he, knees. He abused, he abused old boy. Yeah, he, he really it was rookie yeah. versus rookie, so there is something right. to be said for that. He abused but, him. Yes. But he but week <clears throat> over week, every week he gets better. Now he's not Randy Moss where he came in and just going to, you know, is just great from the beginning, but every week he gets better and he is going to be a very, very good running uh, wide receiver. I was telling, I think it was our friend Taylor um, that I think of him as someone who is a more athletic Ridley, Calvin Ridley, like Ridley is just like a beast. Um, But I think of uh, Justin Jefferson as kind of a more athletic version of that route running um, type of uh, type of wide receiver. 
Now, um, yeah, I have play. to say that I, I told you about Dalvin Cook as well. You guys got him. That uh, I saw him at Florida State. Oh, yeah. He do it all. He, he can't, but the thing about Dalvin Cook, though, he actually carried that Florida State team, and at times he's carrying Minnesota, carrying the Minnesota Vikings, and it's a surprise. Not at people. times, like most weeks. Yeah, right, because I don't think Minnesota <laughs> actually wants to pass the ball. I really believe, truly believe Minnesota does not want to pass at all unless they really have to. I don't think they want to. I think they just want to run all games, seriously. I don't think – I really think that I, they don't want Kirk Cousins to do too much work. They want Dalvin Cook to handle everything, and he's been – he's been doing, but you got to give credit also – I saw him a couple games ago. That Minnesota offensive line, man, they're mauling people on the on 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 the run. They're doing a good they're job. Them. They're doing a very. They had good trouble. Job. They yes. had some trouble against uh, the Bears, but that's because they have but a very they, good defensive line, right, right. Um, and and they still were able to get it done. I mean, he had a big breakaway run that got called back, right? And so he what he had ninety four yards or five yards on this game, and that was the first time in several weeks where he hadn't broken a hundred, and you know, a couple times where he got he gotten close to two hundred. Um, but he was, you know, taking his four or five yards um, at a cloud of dust and just just making it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been. Uh, um, shall we? Good. Shall we go to the AFC? We at the AFC West. We start with you, man. Um, just no pity for me for your Niners because I remember what you said about us every season we've had this show. Um, <laughs> right. I thought you was crazy when you said the Niners was going to win the division last year too, but you was right. So. Whatever. Uh, for us, man, I'm I'm just happy to see a competitive team week to week. Um, I'm happy to see running the ball, uh, Carr taking some shots down the field, some some chemistry with the receivers, defense stepping up when it has to. Still Raiders, you know what I mean. Still blowing tackles. Still, um, you know, giving up too many too many big plays on third down. But it seems to be a different team, just in attitude. Um, they don't have that that give up. And, you know, they already beat the, the Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, different season, right, because of less fans and all that. But I'm liking what I'm seeing from the team. The issue for us, I think, always is, one, um, and I got to see who this team is, right, because every year you guys know I always temper my expectations. I'm not ever – I don't. you guys have never known me to be that Raider fan talking about we're going to win the Super Bowl because we got so-and-so. I'm like, hey, I'm going to see what happens. Hopefully we win some more games, right, keep a lot of good So stuff. I'll tell you right now, get excited. And here's – not to say that your team is great. But here's why you should get excited. They play the Chiefs next week. You're probably going to lose that game. But even if you do, so be it. You're six and four. You play the Falcons. Yeah, we got to stay. You may lose that game. You may win that game. But it doesn't matter because after that, you get the Jets, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos for the finish out your season. Um, And not a single one of those teams other than the Dolphins looks like they know how to play football. Oh wait, well, no! You gotta give it. Colts Colt's got number one D in the league. Colts, Colts, Colts. They have a very good D. What? How about that offense? Yeah, we. How about that offense? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, we can and they're the used to seeing Philip Rivers, so you know. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We going It's. I mean, and the other thing is, so like, I temper it because I've seen us in past years, right? That's why I say I got to see the soul of this team. In past years, I've seen us beat a like this same start to seasons. I've seen a, a last maybe couple years looks kind of good, and then we lose to. You know, three teams in a row that we shouldn't. Right. So that's I need to see. Uh, this if y'all team. lose to three teams coming with with the Jets being that third team, um, happened. Last uh, my year, opinion will change. Happened last year, right? <laughs> you won't. You won't lose to the Jets. They man. The, they you can't the lose to the Jets. I don't think the Jets all you have to do is win one of the Chiefs, Falcons, or Colt game for the rest of the season, right? And you all are very likely to be in the playoffs. So, so, so Glenn, here's okay. So in the AFC right now. 
there are nine teams with a record of six and three or better. You guys are one of them. Yeah. So there's reason for optimism because there's seven slots, not six this year. So, you know, the teams you're going to have to probably have to watch out for is like the Dolphins and the Browns. Dolphins, yeah. You know, yeah. So, and you're going to have to probably watch out for those teams. They're probably one of the teams at AFC South, like the Titans or something. Yeah, so, I watch a lot you of definitely them. have to, you know. Oh, man. But here's the thing, though. They got to play different. You guys, are, what's up? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say real quick they got to win games that they're supposed to win. If, if that's what this yeah, team is yeah. about, then I think we'll be straight in past years. You need to win one game to get there, and they lose by 20 to somebody that's supposed yeah. to. So, I need to see the soul of this team. That's what I'm that, saying. I, yeah, that I, Miami I, Dolphins yeah. game because they're an AFC team is going to be super important. Right. The Indianapolis Colts game as well. If you win one of those two games, you know, then it looks. I, my personal opinion is you'll be in the playoffs. They could win them both <laughs> if they play how they yep. can play, right? But you got to play. It's it's funny because like I tell the homies when I play with the Raiders on Madden, it's kind of like this. Like you need to play top notch football. You don't get to make two or three mistakes. You will lose the game. So they need to play solid, good football the entire game. When they've done that, we won. And then caused a couple of mistakes, right? So, But the thing is the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs are definitely going to win the division, so we're going to be on the road somewhere. Um, and, I mean, I shouldn't say definitely, but I just they're, – they're a great team. They're well-constructed. They're well-coached. You know, even no matter what little struggle they may have here or there, you got the best quarterback in the game, arguably – you got one of the best coaches in the game, arguably. You got talent everywhere, right? Offensively, defense is solid. It's it's okay. Uh, you can score on them, but you know, can you stop them over and over and over during the game? So from there, we're, like you guys said, we're gonna just have to stay in the mix and win games we're supposed to win. That's what I've seen in the past where we failed. look. Y'all gonna get in the playoffs, but you ain't gonna win any games in the playoffs. I'll tell you that part because you're gonna end, you're gonna end it's up going up play. against KC or Pittsburgh, and both of those teams are awesome. Depends yeah. on uh, yeah, because the only teams I've seen that give the Raiders trouble are teams that have really good defensive lines and front sevens. And so I don't think you play too many of those. But yeah, also, right. you know, you look, I think you should be optimistic because, look, you, you guys scored 255 points this year, but giving up 241. But look at Buffalo. They scored 272 and giving up 265. They're only one game better than you guys. Yeah. And then you look at a team like, you know, Cleveland. They've scored 216, but giving up 244. And they're six and three. So all these teams are giving up loads of points and probably yeah. barely winning just like you got everybody's like kind of scraping by. So I think there you have a I think a greater than 50 percent chance. I would say maybe 60 percent to actually make the playoffs if you oh, win yeah. the games. Like you I said, think they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, that KC win was big for you guys, too. It it's, was it's, in New Orleans. This to me is an interesting year, too, because of the um, the no fans. Right. So I don't know if that benefits us. I want to see what the stadium uh, atmosphere is in Las Vegas, but also traveling like. I have to feel part of me is going to feel that a full stadium in KC game may start a little bit differently. Right now, if you still yeah. get the play, yeah. you can shut the crowd out. But I, I do think it makes a difference. Right. We've said it doesn't make a difference watching. I don't care at all from the house. But yeah. in a hostile environment, I do think it can rattle. You get penalties. Yeah. You get you know what I mean? You get yeah. penalties called from, from the crowd. Stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So. But we take that win. We're playing here with no, with no crowd. And the main thing for me is, and it's fun cause, funny because mom's a Raider fan now and actually like watches football and talks football for real. But she was just like, just come out and compete. And that's how I feel. Like, don't embarrass us. Don't come out here Sunday yeah. looking like, you know, this happened um, a few years ago when we had Washington. We were already winning games. We had Washington. And then they had the, you know, the um, kneeling situation and Trump and all that. And then they came out and just goose egg. 
Yeah, come out here and compete. Even if they lose, come out here and compete like we have in the past. Let it be within one score. Don't go out there and lose like the last year was thirty three to seven. I think like play some games and we can win. But I think we have talent for sure, and I really like what Mayock did. I loved Reggie McKenzie before as GM. He got us from all those ridiculous contracts. Drafted Mac, drafted Amari, drafted Carr. Did great transitional work, and then. You know, Mayox come in and he's, it seems like he knows what he's doing, man. Cause the Khalil yeah. Mack trade turned into three starters. Um, and then the team has young talent. So, you yeah. know, we'll see. You know, I, I, th- I think when you said that does, um, does, uh, cause I know Brian mentioned it in the pre show, um, uh, for it will, you know, being a road team with no crowd, how would it affect you? And yeah, it, I think that does help the road team because it will yeah. help Kirk Cousins yeah. actually cover a spread. They did a stat before all the games. And I think uh, road teams were only scoring, I think a combined, I think it was like, I don't know, uh, less than one point that less than the home team. So the home team and, and the road teams, the scoring yeah, has been your three point pretty spread. Even. Your three point spread went to a one point spread. One point, uh, right. Without, yeah. without, without point. Uh, yes. with, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, the crowd is definitely, you know, because, you know, I've, I've seen Kirk Cousins on the road. I watched him because a friend of a good friend of mine is a Redskins fan. I watched him for years, and Kirk Cousins looked scared on the road. Yesterday, he looked like he was just fine. He was fine. chilling, right? I like, mean, it was taking just, his time, you know, looking around. No, no crowd. Yeah, so it, I think it, it plays well. And then the rest of our division, I think, is, is interesting, too, because although the Chargers aren't that good right now, Justin Herbert can play. Um, dude is, is, is solid. He's like – Young fearless cat, you know what I mean? Kind of reminds me of like the Josh Allen type. I'm not saying necessarily yeah. talent to talent. He just but... needs to keep 300 yards on the board for my fantasy football Bruh, team. The boy, this is funny. man, he's he's chucking it and hitting his passes. Like the passes are actually very nice. Um, but the Raiders and, and thankfully deep. for you, Drew Drew Lock. Like I said in the pre-show, I'm not a friend of Drew. He sucks. Drew Lock is. I, I don't understand the hype about him. I don't care if he got Gerald Judy. And hey, anybody hey, else that they whoa, drafted whoa, whoa. for him, he's no good. Hey, I think he threw hey. what three or four picks against you guys. Those were, hey man, every players mess up, bro. Drew Locke, you keep doing what you're doing, <laughs> man. You stay right in this division, <laughs> and you just get better and keep practicing, man. Don't you go nowhere, John Elway. Don't don't send him nowhere, player. Don't be trying to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Just keep rolling. But yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I think the this has been, you know, I think in a lot of ways, thank God for because like even the season has still added somewhat some normalcy. Like it at least gives me. You know, I appreciate that because being I'm still working at home and I don't think we're going back anytime soon. So it's been, you know, helpful, honestly, like the basketball season, baseball, but like football is, you know, it's the sport I love the most. I just there's just no way around it. Um, I, I like watching Raiders crazy as it is. The Raider games excite me more because I think it's just the number of games. Right. So having the football season has been great and seeing you know, how everything's shifted and how teams are adapting and, you know, this person going on the COVID list and coming off, like it's added another little twist and I've appreciated it, man. It's been a good, um, I haven't appreciated any of those twists, but I'm, I'm glad to be able to see football. <laughs> it's, it's been crazy, even from a fantasy football standpoint, right? Like trying to monitor yeah, it and sucks. Try to play out. It's like tra- from it's a fantasy trash. football standpoint, it's having hard. to wake up at 7am and see, you know, who, which team isn't playing this week. They've stopped doing that, but it's um there's going to be more cancellations i'll tell you that in the next four weeks there'll be more cancellations oh easily it's it's been but it's still a distraction that's what i wanted to say it's still and i appreciate yeah that. it's been yeah being able to watch football yeah it's been fun man i know i haven't it's crazy because this is the first year i haven't watched football at brian's in probably it's a couple years at least a couple years no, right it's, it's only first year 
No, at Brian's, well, I watch football. I've watched the football at Brian's dang near weekly, right? For years and years. This is the first yeah. season I haven't seen a game at Brian's since 2014, B? 13? I think it's, I was say, I think it's even before that. Yeah. But because you, you, yeah, we you had moved down, down. And we were flying down before. And okay. they were flying down before. Yeah. So it's probably, it could damn near be 10 years, which is crazy. But um, yeah, it's been weird for me because I got this. You know the whole new setup, and it's nice, and uh, and uh, it's just me. Um, <laughs> the year's not over. I'm very weird. Out. I'm gonna figure that out because that that'd be a weird yeah. tradition to end. So I'll get down there. But I love it. Yeah, very weird. I've loved seeing the you know the the developments. I like seeing Kyler Murray develop. You know, sorry for you, Coop, but he's been fun to watch. Those uh, Seattle Arizona games have been fun. Um, you know, some teams that like the Ravens are kind of. Speaking of development, yeah, what about them Ravens? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of in the wind a little bit. Um, You know, seeing where the Titans are still going. The Steelers didn't expect them to be rolling. So it's it's been, you know, there have been good storylines. Like, it's been a a pretty good season, truthfully. I love, you know, so Mike Tomlin was the Minnesota defensive coordinator before he went to Pittsburgh. I love that Mike Tomlin is now one of the most – um, successful coaches, not yeah. black coaches, success, sure. successful coaches mm-hmm. in history with his record of never having a losing record as a head coach while at Pittsburgh. And what he keeps on doing, I've, I know I have thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers run was finally over at least twice in the last three years. And I'm not saying, I didn't think that they were going to be bad, but they are great right now. <laughs> and, and the whole team consistently says, this is Tomlin. This is what he does. You, anytime you think it's time to give up or roll over, you know he he comes back and and makes people want to fight again. So, you know, congratulations Bro, to him. Never had a losing yeah, season. I, I, never had. Yeah, a losing I, I like season. my I like my Tomlin too. I mean, I, I did think that he there produces. were games he got worked by Belichick, but Belichick has worked a lot of people, so that's not really. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but I, I got to give credit to the um, because I'm with you. You, he's been talked about in the meeting. I, I thought they were done a couple times myself, but you got to give credit to the um, what family owns that people? The the Roonies. They got to give credit to the Roonies yeah. for never even thinking about firing him. They never even they never even kept crossed their mind. <laughs> they they the never Rooney had a rules. meeting, nothing like that. So. It's going to be kind of pick a coach. They are mm-hmm. the Rooney rules. Yeah, so. at some point in time, the Rooney family is going to go off of that 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 thing that they've been doing, where they're just like, "This is our coach. We're going to stick with them." You know, Chuck Noll. Uh, you know, all their coaches, right? It's uh, worked. Have always three. been. Oh, well, yeah, three. Coward. Right. Mm-hmm. Coward. Yeah, it's worked. Um, yeah. Have always gotten that leeway, and they've always proven always. that uh, they deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. And Tomlin was the one that people were like, "How does he follow?" Cower, who had all that success and won a Super Bowl, and but uh, Tomlin has done a miraculous job, and I don't think whenever things change and Tomlin leaves, there's not going to be an organization in professional uh, football or for professional sports really that won't want someone like him as their coach. Yeah, Before yeah. we we call it a night, though, we have to say at least one or two words about the NFC least. I have never in my life seen. A division so bad where a three and seven team or three and five team is a first place team. Like that is, it is insane how bad that division is. The three and, and they, seven team is insane. And they get a home playoff game. Yeah. Not a playoff game. That's a great. home playoff game. That's great. I like that rule still. I like it. I love that they would be that bad and some other team is like, great. We get to play the Giants. You know what I mean? Like this is amazing for our first playoff game. 
Um, what was I going to say? How come I've never seen a division that bad, Brian? What I've never seen is is my division that bad. How come this can't happen to me? If we yeah. were in that division, I wouldn't even have a concern. You know what I'm saying? You, if you're so a if Philadelphia Eagles fan, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan right now, are you even remotely host happy? Are you walking around going, "We're the division leaders"? If so, no one's listening to that. I mean, you don't want to. You no one wants their division to be this bad. <laughs> well, no, even if you're the even if you're the beneficiary of it. Right, well, yeah, yeah, but, but but Glenn, you've had a bad division before. It's just that it's just been Not one like good that. team. It's like one good team, yeah. not three or There's bad. always a case here. Or... four. Right. right. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, where it benefits yeah, me. There have been all four. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> where it could benefit me. Yeah, we had that one year. Remember, that's when um that's when um uh, Marshawn Lynch played uh, Saints and had that run that he bowled over everybody. Oh, yeah. They were so, Seattle was seven and nine. Yeah, sure and they were saying, you know, that they shouldn't have a playoff game, but, you know. They yeah, sure were. So that, that was amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's I like that rule, but, yeah, that, that division is bad, man. And it's just been – I don't know. But you also had, I mean, Dak yeah. is gone. Um, shout out to Alex Smith, though. I, I got major respect for that, dude. If, yeah. y'all never, if y'all didn't 17 surgeries on his leg. Did you 17. see it? Have you ever seen it? His leg? Nah. Bro, watch the documentary. Dude's, dude's leg was blacker than the tents on my whip. That is not a joke. Like, his leg was dead, bro. <laughs> Literally, like, it was dead. They had to take almost all the... the <laughs> All the like skin muscle off almost like dude's leg was dead. His doctor was Tony Stark, fam. Like, please look at that documentary. I've it was like 17 man. surgeries. He needed every one if you watch that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Leg oh, was leg. jacked, bro. I don't even know how he was like, let alone playing football again. Oh my gosh. I, I got nothing but respect for that. Director. Have you seen him play? Like, if the rush gets to him, he goes down. You he thought I would? You he thought I would? What? So I just did the research. The last time we had a division this bad was the NFC West, when the Seattle Seahawks won it and got it. Or seven and nine, yeah. like you right. Two, that's two, that's two, played the Saints. Yeah. Two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 played the Saints. Yeah, and, nice. and Marshawn Lynch had that run. Yeah, never benefit me like mm-hmm. that, but that's fine. You know, it's cool. We're, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think it's been great, man. It's been a it's been a a great season of, to watch. Honestly, we've seen it's just it's been fun, man. You've had the excitement of a regular football season, and I'm every Sunday, you know, chilling, watching. It's been interesting not being out. You know what I mean? But it's great to have to have the game. I really do appreciate that. I ain't gonna lie. We thought it wouldn't work, um, and it still may not make it all the way through the season. But I'm thankful for what we got. And, and Brian, for you, in eight days, college basketball starts. Is that a is that a, is that a sport? <laughs> I, don't know, what was I do not exi- when you once you said the word college, I started tuning out. Man, I, I really I really had no idea they were playing college basketball this year. I really didn't. So I, so yeah. I text you guys that I had no idea. Okay. That was, I understand why they want to play football because of money. I understand the basketball for it, but whatever. And we'll get to that yeah. next show. But um, real quick, last yeah. thing they're talking about playing the NFL Pro Bowl via Madden this year, like a Madden tournament, because they're not going to get all the players together, and then they'll have a regular game next year, which is, I mean, I get it. You know, great for Madden, great for PS Five, great for the new Xbox, but. If that game is like this, that game has hella bugs, so they need to fix it because that's going to be trash. But yeah, so that's the NFL. Um, that's our show for today. It's uh, you know we're at our last segment, man. Minute to win it. So if either of you guys got something, y'all can kick it off. You got something? Just that I want to say thank goodness and all the other things that you could possibly say about the uh, what the way the election went. 
the last time we talked was right before. Um, and you know, we were kind of waiting for things to happen. Um, so anyways, congratulations on that. And then to our single listener in Georgia, rally everyone you possibly can to vote, uh, in that runoff in January, because we need it. It's important. That's it. That's hot. Cool. There's a runoff in January there, but look, they got to vote again. Yeah, there are two. Yeah, there are two senators, two Senate races and both in Georgia. You have to get it. If you don't get 50 percent of the vote. Right. Okay. You have to do a runoff. It's the only it only happens in certain states. Georgia is one of them. So there are two uh, two Senate races that are going on. If the two Democratic uh, candidates win, you have a 50 50 split for Senate races. And Kamala Harris is the deciding vote, which means that we would have we the Democrats would have control of the both the house the senate and the presidency which would be massive wow that happened i think first term of barack obama i think that happened yeah okay yeah all right uh no i just want to you know i got to give a shout out to to to, to kamala kamala however you say it um it's funny how um you know all these people who she used to date is coming out the woodworks now like willie mayor willie brown and montel Jordan or Griffin, whatever his name is, the Montel, the, the Montel talk Williams, show host bro. Guy. Montel Williams, bro. Williams, yeah. Montel Williams, yeah, yeah, him, that guy. Yeah, so I got to give a shout out to Kamala, man. She's Mokeland. She went to Howard, whatever. And, uh, you know, she's uh, a vice president. So I just want to give a shout out to her. And anybody who knows AKAs, I mean, they're going to be pretty obnoxious the next four years. So y'all just got to get used to that. Because, uh, <laughs> but they, I mean, most people from Howard won't be obnoxious, but the AKAs will, understandably so. But wow. I want to give a shout out to, to Biden, you know, 77 year old Biden and win the White House. And uh, I really enjoyed, um, well, not really uh, watch too many speeches, but I really enjoyed both of their speeches during their, um, you know, win that Trump really hasn't recognized. But um, during their win, I really enjoyed their speeches. So I just want to give a shout out to, uh, to both speeches. of them and congratulations to them. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's funny. Well, the people I know from Howard, y'all are quite boisterous, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I mean, I went to Morehouse, so, you know, we, we got the same thing. That's why we vibe. Um, for me, man, just, you know, honestly, it's, um, I'm just, I appreciate you guys. I'm glad to be doing this show, man. Shout out to the Raiders playing some, some actual football, bro. Not having me, uh, upset every week. So keep that, keep that up, <laughs> compete against these chiefs. You know what I'm saying? If you lose, at least lose close, don't get blown out. Um, but besides that, man, just, just love to you guys. Loved everybody with the holiday coming up. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Um, man. And you know. Keep on, keep on, keeping on, if you will. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Sports Counterpoint Show, and we out.